Welcome to the latest edition of Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime with me, Marshan Kenny. Well, you know, in football, quarterbacks and running backs get a lot of the publicity and the spotlight sometimes just because they make a lot of yards and make a lot of completions, what have you. But somebody's got to give them time to do that, and that's the guys in the trenches. So I thought it a perfect time for this show to give the O-line some love, and I'm going to do it with 10-year NFL vet, and Southern Miss Hall of Famer, Jeremy Bridges. As you know, fan interaction and fan comments are a huge portion of this show, and we're going to get to some of that in this next segment that we call Four and Out. Well, this week on Twitter and Facebook, I asked the Southern Miss Nation, what were your favorite Southern Miss football uniforms of all time? I had a lot of good pictures, a lot of good comments come in, but I can only get to four of them because that's the name of the segment, Four and Out. First up from Twitter, Roger Dickens, whose Twitter handle is D-Town Doe. He says those 1970s style unis. And the rationale Roger says for that is because it was the 70s, baby. And I think Roger's a big fan of disco music. Uh, just taking a guess right there, loving the 70s so much. Next up, David Holman from Facebook, whose son Mark was an excellent punter for Southern Miss back in the early 2000s. He sent this pic of his son Mark in action in 2002 with that black helmet, white jersey, and the black pants. I love that look for road games. Thanks for sending that pic and uh, all those comments into the show right there. Next up, Blake from Twitter, at Southern Eagle. He says around 88 through early 90s, the Vegas gold pants and stripe on helmet, black helmet and jersey, simple. It just said you can look pretty, we're here to win football games. And yeah, that definitely made a statement solid and bold with that kind of look. And finally from Facebook, John Smith came in and said, those all black unis are the ones I remember from initially starting to follow Southern Miss. And yeah, all black look is my personal favorite. He adds, whatever the uniform though, the helmet always has to say Southern Miss. The style of Eagle comes and goes, but we're always Southern Miss. And I wanted to enter a, a picture of us in all black from a game last season where we hosted the Raging Cajuns on Thursday night, primetime ESPN. We were in all black and smashed the Cajuns and sent them back to Lafayette, which is actually where I live. So thanks for all the comments, everyone, and please keep sending them in. Well, today's interview is going to be absolutely awesome. It comes with 10-year NFL vet and Southern Miss Hall of Famer, the one and only Jeremy Bridges. Well, one of my favorite things about offensive linemen, especially the great ones, is that they love moving a man from point A to point B against their will. And one of the best guys to ever do it at Southern Miss is my interview today. The one and only Jeremy Bridges and JB. How are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing well, man. I, look, I, I appreciate being on this show, man. Uh, I just want to tip my hat to you, sir. You know, say so you want the reason why I'm in the Hall of Fame of Southern Miss right now. Uh, you put you put put up that front, and uh, and and of course the people have spoken. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I appreciate that, man. I, I can I can say I'm in the Hall of Fame in in, in a couple areas at this point, and uh, it's pretty dope, man. But uh, this show's bumping. I love it. You know what I'm saying? When I first saw you started doing it months ago. I was like, this is going to be big. And it was the first thing I did. And you can ask Marcin, ladies and gentlemen, is I was like, I got to be on the show. Point blank period, right? Yeah. He, he was like, oh, he's coming. <laughs> well, yeah. You, you know, I, I'm in the Hall of Fame and I get a vote every year. And I'm like, man, O-line never gets 
enough love. Why isn't Jeremy Bridges in the Hall of Fame? It just it didn't make sense to me. I'm like, put the man in. And everybody's like, yeah, I've been asking myself that for years now. <laughs> well, now, now you're a black and gold Hall of Famer, and it just makes right. too much sense for you to be one. I mean, when you played at Southern Miss, All-Conference USA, man, one of the best linemen in America, Hall of Fame, got 10-year NFL career. But looking back at all the accolades that you got, man, how does that make you feel? Man, it's, it, it, it's a blessing, and it, it, it makes you feel great about, you know what I'm saying, the work that you put in, because that's that's all accolades are, a testament to the work, all right? So when I look back and I think about the all conferences and, the, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the low-level All-American votes and all this other stuff that I got and being recognized as top whatever in, in, in the nation as offensive tackle, I, I'm just like, I always joke with people, I'm like, man, I never dreamed of going to the NFL. That was never my dream. I just wanted to be the best football player at whatever level I was at. I remember... In high school, you know what I'm saying, like I could I I have I could draw pretty well and I literally put an American flag on my backpack in whiteout, right? And I put all American on it, right? And then I used to get really cute for that, right? Because like this is like my sophomore year and you know so I wasn't starting, you know what I'm saying? Like I was I was I was, I was starting, but you know, I was getting coming into my own as a player and I mean by the end of my senior year it was pretty much a, a done deal, right? You know what I'm saying? So uh it's just, just the work. And then I always tell people and the kids that I coach and I train and mentor, like, ain't nobody gonna replace work, right? That's that's what's gonna shine, right? You know what I'm saying? When you put the work in, when anybody watching, anybody looking, that's what's gonna shine. That's what's gonna prevail on the field, the court, whatever. Heck yeah, man. That's a great way to put it. And real quick, before we kind of get into all your, your story, and you got a great story to tell with your football career, man, being an offensive lineman, y'all are some different cats, man. Y'all are down in the trenches. Like I said, moving men from point A to point B against their will. Man, what's it take to just be a great offensive lineman? Uh, well, I mean, when you're young, you're nasty, right? Yeah. You got to be <laughs> nasty. But at the same time, you got to have a sense to be technical, right? And I and I credit Petey Perot and uh, Chris Lanakis, you know what I'm saying? Because these guys are coaches that I had at Southern Miss. And then the coach, coach, coach Lanakis, I can really just kind of tip my hat to him because he's the one that made me play in different positions. Right. I knew I could play tackle. I had played guard before, but he put me on the center a couple of times. He put me on center a couple of times. I was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, and he literally put me to the side one day. He was like, listen, man, he said, you got everything it takes to go to the NFL. He was like, well, what's going to keep you in the NFL is versatility. Right. He kept it 100 with me all day, every day. He was like, you know, saying so you're kind of as far as the league goes right now, you're kind of undersized. He said, you're more of a hybrid. You know what I'm saying? You're not really a guard, not really tackle size. You know what I'm saying? You're too big to be a center, to be honest. But he was like, you just need to know how to do everything, right? And once he started doing that, it, it heightened my knowledge of the game because I had to know everything at that point, right? So he's pretty much the one that told me and made me understand I need to know everything that's going on on that line. I need to know what's going on right outside of me. I need to know what's going on behind me, right? You know what I'm saying? So I started watching film different because of him, and and, and the game just started to come to me a little a little, a little easier. But you got to be technical. You got to know footwork. You got to know to put your head at. Um, you got to have that tenacious attitude. You got to you got to have the, the work ethic. But you got that nasty. You know what I'm saying? Is what gets people's attention. Yeah, that's a great way to put it too, man. Because anybody thinks about offensive line play, man, it's it's a different cat from playing center to playing guard, from playing guard to playing tackle. I mean, and when you know them all, man, you are a complete lineman. I tell you that, and that's what you became for sure. And it all started somewhere, JB. It started at South Park High School right. in Magnolia, Mississippi, where you became the Pike County Player of the Year, man. Talk about those high school days. Oh, my God. The hate was so <laughs> real, Santa. The hate was so real. They, uh, uh, for a lineman, 
to become the Pike County that's Player what, man, of the Year. He, he was a lineman, the Player of the lineman, Year. That's a good bro, like, <laughs> like, so I played both ways defense. Like my last year, you know, so I played defensive and defensive tackle, if you will. They put me in linebacker every once in a while just, you know, to mess around. Uh, my second cousin was a defensive coordinator, right? His name is Willie J. McCray, right? And we used to run a 31 spy defense, right? So uh, he he was one that taught me technique defensively, right? He taught me how to use my hands, taught me how to use leverage, use offensive line as level board. And then offensive line-wise, in high school, I just had better feet than everybody. I was big, fast, physical, and I had better feet than everybody, right? So it was damn near impossible to get around me, right? I, I had very little trouble blocking anybody in high school, and I ain't, like, patting myself on the back. But it just was what it was, right? I, again, got to that point from the work that I did. I stayed in the weight room, right? I, you know what I'm saying? I, I came early, stayed late. It meant the world to me, right? It meant the world to me to win. And then, of course, uh, South Park High School has a big-time lineage, you know what I'm saying, a huge history of being one of the best high schools in Mississippi, you know what I'm saying, always competitive. You're going to know if you play South Park anytime you came to Magnolia or anytime we were around. So that in itself, and, you know, not to pat myself on the back, but I, I had a – Unreal senior year as far as, like, I, I probably started defense or played defense my last six, seven games. I might have had nine sacks on the season, like five or six tackles for loss. I think I definitely broke one kid's neck. I ain't bragging. No, ain't just bragging, but I sacked this football. Like, literally, I sacked this football. dude. I never forget, I sacked this dude. I think we were playing, um, I want to say we were playing either Tallertown or Port Gibson, I think we were playing at home. And like, Port Gibson was like a 3A school. They just kind of were dabbling in 4A. And I I played playing inside and I never forget this like like yesterday I gave this kid an inside move blew by him like he wasn't even there the quarterback was looking off the receiver before he turned around good his that right there was right there ah laid him out I hit him so hard Shant, that I kept running I didn't even fall and I was like ran like it was like they were like they were driving the score I ran to like the fifty yard line clowning acting the fool I turned around he ain't got up so of course at that time I took my helmet off took a knee you know what I'm saying but we never ain't hurt nobody but. Yeah, I was I was laying the wood, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, believe it, man. Stories like that, man. You could have been a part of the nasty bunch as much as an offensive lineman. And uh I mean, I did, think I, about I, it. I, I did get recruited a lot to play defense in college. I did. Think about it, man. But uh hey man, just it's such a good career. One thing I get a kick out of Mississippi sports and all-star players like you, all American type players, is uh, you know, being in Louisiana, we just had the Louisiana State All-Star game. But over there, there's the Mississippi Alabama All-Star game, and I learned that's a big deal. I mean, guys on the team when I played talked about that yeah. as much as games we were playing, man. Yeah. You were in the Mississippi Alabama All Star game, yeah. man. How big a deal was that for you? Because I, I learned pretty fast it's a big deal. I, I was just blessed to be in that thing, man. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you know what I'm saying. Just getting the the, the, the accolade I got being Pike County Player of the Year, I was destined to be there. But I met some of the coolest cats. You know what I'm saying? And that I mean, just being in that All Star game just made me understand that I belong. I, I'm the type of cat I'm modest. You know what I'm saying? I'm modest. Like I knew I was a good player, but I'm not. I'm never going to pat myself on the back and be like, you're the best, you're the guy, you're not. No, I ain't, I'm not that dude. Like, I keep a workman's mentality, you know what I'm saying? I get that from my pops and my moms and, you know, my grandfather and just the upbringing in Mississippi. I keep a workman's mentality, like uh, head down working. That's 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 one of my models. I, I, I'm never going to be that guy to be like, I'm, I'm all that, I'm the shit. Like, I'm just that guy. No, nah, I'm going to work and I'm going to show you what it is. Uh, so the playing the Mississippi-Alabama game was crazy. Uh, again, playing offense, playing defense, both sides. Um, it was a blessing. It was dope. You know what I'm saying? It was a big deal, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I love your humbleness, but you were the shit. Let's call it what it was, JVD. <laughs> and, uh, and you, you know, you had chances to go to colleges and you choose Southern Miss. Why Southern Miss? My dad, man. 
Uh, rest in peace, my pops, Lee Bridges, man. He, uh, it was just me and him. Like my mom passed when I was 11 years old, so pops raised me. My brother went out to college. He went to Alcorn State University, so he was gone. Uh, so it was just me and my dad. And like, of course, I got recruited by a lot of different schools. Every school in Mississippi, uh, a couple schools down in Florida, Florida State, you know, brought me down for unofficial visits. You know, so because again, I played defensive end in my size, you know, and all my all my you know ability and um, like LSU, you know, they recruited me. Of course, you know, since so like all the SEC schools around there, uh, I took a visit to Arkansas. Uh, and my last visit was to La Tech, and I had already committed to Southern Miss, but I just went out there, you know, you know, you know how visits start, right? <laughs> so I went out and just, I had one more to take, so I took it. So, uh, but, you know, like Southern Miss and Coach Bauer and, and uh, Coach Buckley was recruiting me, right? And Coach Bauer told me the truth, right? Other schools was like, oh, you know, we want you to play defense, or we want to play offense, or we don't, you know, and I, like they were just kind of like, you know, blowing smoke up my ass. So Bob looked at me, you know, he, he was like, look, he was like, I know you can play defense. He's like, but I need the offensive lineman. He was like, hell of an offensive lineman because Buckley Ravens about you. We watch you on tape. We love you. You come here, you play an offensive lineman. And he said, most likely, he said, you're going to start your first year. And and that was the truth, right? So when it was all said and done, they, they Southern Miss got denied. Yeah, and then, then back then, man, Southern Miss, you know, it, it wasn't really a downgrade to go to Southern Miss, not no, the sir. SEC, man. We, not we, at all. We were the best. And and that, was, that was, and, and again, like, you know, testament to y'all, because, you know what I'm saying, y'all the OGs, you know what I'm saying, everything y'all doing before I, like, when I was watching Southern Miss play, that was the thing. Like, you could play big competition right there in my backyard, base. I lived, I grew up an hour and 15 minutes, you know what I'm saying, down in Macomb, Mississippi from Hattiesburg. So, uh, hour and 30 at the most, right? Yeah. So, that's <laughs> right in my backyard. And, well, yeah, I mean, it, it just made sense. And again, it, it felt like home, right? Yeah. You know, like seriously, not not because I was close to home. Cause I really, I really ever went back home, right? <laughs> it felt like home because there was no need to go home because I was right there. Marshawn, I tell people all the time, and I, I brag and boast about Southern Miss. I was like, and I know y'all had had fun with y'all was there. I said, but from '99 to '02, I said it ain't nowhere else in the world you want to be besides in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, fucking with these V5 clowns. You know, what I'm saying that I went to school with because man, we had that thing pumping and jumping, baby. Man, we're going to get into some Van Hall stories. Some will probably keep on the unedited version of the show. But, man, Van Hall, I'm, I'm still shocked security never came through Van Hall. It just seemed, seemed like it never did, but they should have. They should have every now and then. Hey, so like a uh, rental cop or something should have came through there just trying to see what was going on. Because it was on the field, man, what an impact you made. I mean, you started 45 consecutive games for the Golden Eagles, man. And your first start, Tulane at the Rock, man. You're a freshman. I mean, what what's that like? I mean, back then, the Rock was rocking. It was rocking. No, no, all pun intended. The Rock was rocking, right? The Rock was rocking. <laughs> so, man, again, I think we joked about it in the production meeting before we came on. <laughs> it was hot. Oh my God, it was hot. Like, and you know, this Mississippi and Louisiana, you know, we grew up, it's hot, it's humid. Like, it was a hundred, probably like a hundred one index on the field, 120. You know how they, they had to use that, uh, the thermometer on the field, yeah. right? The corner right there, but we came out. 120. And then we had, like, we had not long got that damn field turf. Oh my God, it was horrible, right? So, but we, we, we beat the hell out of them. Like, uh, my second play from scrimmage, I knocked the dude unconscious, right? Uh, <laughs> so we as ran a freshman, you're knocking people as, unconscious. As a freshman, knocking the linebacker unconscious. So we ran a little a little down, down, around. I called him. I got outside, and he was outside linebacker, squared him up, popped him, flipped him on his ass, you know what I'm saying? Running back, ran, you know what I'm saying? I want to say it, was, it, was, it wasn't D. Nixon, probably Kelby. 
because uh, D-Nicks hadn't moved a running back yet. So it was either Icky or Kelby, one of the two, and ran for about 15, 20. And I just, all I remember is, like, turning around and watching DQ and AD and Sid, all of them go crazy, you know what I'm saying? They running out that, you know, we high five and throwing the soap over back in the pool. And uh, that, that was, like, that was my first introduction to college football. I'm like, man, this is wild as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, man. But, it, but again, it's one of those moments you're like, yeah, this this is right where I belong. So it, it was dope. Yeah, yep, top 25 consistently. Y'all are top 25 right there. And you hit on something, man. I mean, you you know, you're still a youngster coming in. You got all the tools to be successful, even though you're a freshman. But, man, the front five, you're going against at practice. Talk about oh, initiation gosh. into college football. Ugh. All NFL years of play with these guys. Said Scott and Adelius Thomas on the mm-hmm. end. DeQuincy mm-hmm. Scott, John Nix, a tackle. Mm-hmm. T.J. Slaughter in the middle. That's the five you're going against at yeah. practice. And let's, let's, Man, let's, not, let's, let's, let's not forget Delroy Stewart. Right? Delroy Stewart. Uh, the, Scott, the Scott twins, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they were, they were hell on wheels. It was just, uh, it was just nonstop. Ty, Ty Trahan was the outside linebacker. Roy, Roy McGee was the other outside linebacker. Roy. Like, Roy. you got safeties, Leo Barnes, you know what I'm saying? You got, uh, oh, my God, I can name them. Like, it was it was a mess. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you're on scout team going against this defense, it's like literally, literally like a bunch of fireflies running around. You don't know what's about to happen when it happens. And it was some, some rough days, some headache type days, man. But you couldn't run. You know what I'm saying? Like you had to, you had to, you know what I'm saying? As they say on the West Coast, like you had to loke up. Like, you know, you had to, you had to step up to the plate because one-on-ones was coming, right? And we didn't, you know, we barely, rarely did one-on-ones against uh like our 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 age group, you know what I'm saying? Like our, our classification. You know, we they that's that's just how they did it. Coach Butler, you know what I'm saying? Coach Perot, Coach Perot wanted us to go against the head dogs, like. He wanted us to get brought in the right way, and that's exactly what we did. So, you know, we got our ass kicked thoroughly, uh, you know, scrapping, fighting, you know what I'm saying, just, you know, just showing that we was – that these young pups had a little fight in them. You know what I'm saying? You know, you get a little pit bull, you wiggle his head around, and you, you know what I'm saying, just – they want to see if that if that pit bull go bite back. So, uh, me, Tori Tucker, uh, Jason Menez came along, uh, but me and Tuck, we, we were the first ones to start biting. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> – Oh, man, I wish there was video of those fights, man. I can't even imagine that, oh, that nasty God. bunch defense versus y'all, man. God. We had a <laughs> couple, we had a couple of, like we had a couple of practice stoppers. Trust me when I say that. Oh, I believe that. You're gonna tell me, man. And, and one thing, man. I mean, you're making an impact pretty fast. You know, stories right there for the two lane game. But man, you always remember that first big road game. I remember mine, my first big one at Texas A&M. Your first one at number five, Nebraska. Ugh. Man, how was that playing the Big Red back when they were? That, that, that's, when that, that's when that was the real black shirt defense. That was that's when they were the real Red Sea. Uh, it was unreal, big bro. I, I I I tell stories about this to this day. I was looking at it like this is college football. Like this shit looks it looks fake, right? <laughs> you come out, you come out to seventy thousand people. You know, you you seeing these kids across the field from you, like, and then we're Southern Michigan. You know I'm saying? So we didn't have like the top of the line. This and that. Nebraska was one of the first schools to have like the top of the line weight room, and like we we pull up to yeah. Nebraska, you know, what I'm saying like we go to the there the first day to kind of do the walk on the field thing, you know, what I'm saying do I walk through? You got the weight room that's a hundred yards long, right? On us, sixty yards long because it has a sixty yard track inside of it. Field, it's got jammers, it's got everything in there. So we ain't never seen before. We're like, what the hell is that? Like top of the line, everything, and these dudes look like. Look like fitness models, you know what I'm saying? We, <laughs> we have some freaks of nature, 
but the, all these dudes look like fitness models, bro. Like it was just a different world, right? Uh, but you know, in typical Southern fashion, you know what I'm saying? We just like the shirt thing. Anyone, anywhere, anytime. We don't give a damn. Ready, ready, JB. Ready, ready. You, you gonna fall? You gonna look? If you if you if you line up, you better get right. You know what I'm saying? So it took a little, took a took a couple, took a probably about I don't know. I'll say the first quarter to get that them jitters off of us. But once we did that, I want to say we lost that game. What? Six, like 30, 17 to 21 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it was definitely we was in there the whole time, you know. And I, I'll raise my hand and tell you, I'm the reason why we lost, right? <laughs> like, oh, come on lost. now, you can't get yourself. I am. I'm the reason why we lost. I am the reason why we lost. So this is the play that happened. I'll never forget this because this changed my life football-wise, right? It literally changed my attitude in my life football because I was at Southern Miss with my fucking ass on my face. I was the shit, like you said. I started believing that. I started buying into it. Now, again, I put the work in. But I still didn't need to carry that shit like that. So at times, I didn't watch film like I was supposed to. Like, it was a play, and it was a situation in practice that I kept fucking up on. Kept fucking up, right? Coach Larry Kick was always a coordinator, right? So he kept fucking with me, you know what I'm saying, about this, that, and the third with that damn finger. It was, the play happened. The exact way it happened, right? This guy did this. This guy did that. I took the wrong guy. Jeff Kelly gave him blocked. Back fumble, they took it down to the like fucking, I want to say four or something like that. Mm. I don't think they scored though. Mm. Defense held a kick three. Either way it goes, like, like that, it was my fault, right? I, I, I took full responsibility. I apologize to the team and everything, right? Mm. And at that point, I vowed to myself that I would do everything different, the little thing, right? I remember Larry Kick told me <laughs> in my exit interview that, that season. This is exactly what he told me. This is the finger. You don't let it kick. So he was like, dynamic bridges. And he said, like, said, like, smoking his lock in his office. And he's like, if you were an eighth as good as you thought you were, you'd be a bad son of a bitch. <laughs> I was like, damn, an eighth is good? Shit. I don't know. That's my new. But it, it brought me to reality, right? It made me understand. I had a hell of a first year. But, like, what he said, like, you got to start doing a little shit right. He's the one that told me. And I'll never forget this, that being an offensive lineman is a trade. It's not a position. It's like being a welder, being a plumber, being an electrician. It's a trade more so than any position on the field, right? Because if you learn how to do it, and these are his exact words, he said, if you learn how to do it, do it right, he said, you can play it for a long time. And he said, you got that. He said, well, he, he did this to me. He said, you got to change your mindset and start to do the little thing. That was the last thing I remember him saying. Uh, and I think he got fired like two hours after that. But it's the way it goes. Right? It's like, you know how Coach Kirk was. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. well, I mean, co co coaching, right. coaching is a tumultuous uh, profession. I mean, the people come and go sometimes. Right. But he, he was a great coach. Love Coach He was Kirk. a great coach. You know what I'm saying? Good coach. And, again, good dude. You know what I'm saying? Because he told the truth. He wasn't going to shoot Coach shit. Uh, but, yeah, that game was – it was amazing. And it just made me – it made me understand that it takes the little things to be successful on the football field. Man, I love that in-depth stuff, too. And it's hard to put a game on yourself. But I know, man, when you look in the mirror, as hard as top-level athletes do, man, you're like, you know, I'm a, I had a hand in, in, in hurting us for that game. So next week, y'all play at the Wrecking Crew, Texas A&M. I mean, mm -hmm. this is just back when it was anyone, anywhere, anytime. You're getting molded yep. into this, oh, yeah. this badass offensive line with all these teams you're playing. And, yep. But, man, wound up going to Liberty Bowl that year, the gold mm -hmm. standard for Southern Miss. Yeah. When Conference USA, back when Conference USA was a good conference. The real Conference USA, that's right. And the hyphen and everything back oh, yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. man, how was that playing in the Liberty Bowl, man, winning that and finished top 25? 
So the Liberty Bowl was dope, you know what I'm saying? But we before that to win it, I will go back to Louisville. We won. Yeah, heck yeah, right? please share the story. Like I mean, Louisville. <laughs> so you know, we used to get Papa John's pizzas after the game, right? Uh, Louisville got their stadium built by Papa John that same year. Like this, this is all building up to us. You know what I'm saying? Papa John's built that uh, that stadium, and it was crazy. And I ain't gonna lie, like it was nuts. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't think that Louisville would even, you know, have a turnout like that. Game was packed, you know what I'm saying? We and, and they had a bunch of ball players now. Uh, they had uh, two damn receivers, both of them went to the league. Um, Kerry was the safety. Like, they had some ball players, right? But we went over there and whooped them, you know what I'm saying? And I'll never forget that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it that was surreal. Like, because I, I never won a state championship in high school, right? Like, so for me to, damn, I just won a championship. Shit, it was woo, right? So it was crazy. Right, you know what I'm saying? And beat Louisville, man. I hated that. Yeah. Was, oh, I, I still can't stand Louisville. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So it's like whooping them, and it, and it, it was it was just perfect, right? It was all perfect, right? And then, of course, going to the Liberty Bowl, and then beating uh, a team who, again, we didn't get, you know, we, we again, we, we, we were the underdogs, you know what I'm saying, uh, in Colorado yep. State. Colorado, and, yep. um, you know what I'm saying, playing against, you know, great players like the late uh, Clark Hagan. He was a uh, Upper class, you know what I'm saying? An outside linebacker, uh, Joey Porter. I think I don't know if he was he wasn't there. I think he had left already. But like you know, this this is you know, I got some ball players. You know what I'm saying? They were a tough squad. And again, we did it. You know what I'm saying? Like we pulled it out and and, and got that win. And you know, the winning the delivery bowl, of course, you know, like you said, was the gold standard. Conference USA bragging rights. We had that right. We had all of that. So you know, that was a phenomenal feeling. Yes, indeed, man. And what an impact you made there your first year, and then. Get in the next years, you know, we just talked about this show, the names, anyone, anywhere, anytime. I don't think people understand the schedules we used to play unless you really lived that time. I mean, so your sophomore year, your first three games, it's at number 13, Tennessee, at number 15, Alabama, and then at Oklahoma State. That's right. Three road games. That's who you got. Yeah. And y'all finished two and one. Mm -hmm. Man, if you don't mind, you can fill in some blanks if you want. But talk about that Alabama win, 21 to nothing. 21 that that was crazy. Like we we just we we could have beat the hell out of them, but we just couldn't get going offensively, right? So and it was just still you know number fifteen Alabama, you know what I'm saying? They had ball players so and so forth. So we just couldn't get going offensively. And the defense again, we scored all three phases: so we scored offense, scored defense, scored special teams. <laughs> and hey, you you talk about a complete ball game, right? Point blank period. You hear my dog barking in the background. I guess somebody's. Kind of, you know, whatever. Get to, I don't that know. adds to the aura, man. Yeah, the Amazon, like, right, yeah. Amazon, has a, Amazon probably <laughs> dropped something off the door. So, but uh, either way it goes, it's like that night was nuts. I'm gonna go back to that Tennessee game. <laughs> right? Here we go again, right? This shit cannot be real. A hundred and ten thousand people in a bowl. A bowl. That's what Tennessee Stadium was built like—a bowl, and it's that old school aluminum steel. So it vibrates when it gets loud, right? This is what it looks like, you know what I'm saying, when it gets loud. You can't hear nothing. You can't see nothing, right? Uh, I just remember one of the, the, the craziest parts, the craziest parts of the game, we got backed up, right? I want to say either Ray Walls or one of them guys muffed a, a kickoff and had to kind of like fall on it. We got backed up on like the eight-yard line. Now, mind you, they, I think they only beat us like, I want to say the score was like 18 to 13 or shit like that. Yeah, 16, yeah I think 13, it was 19 like 16, but y'all were driving 16. to yeah. win. Last last drive right. of the game, y'all driving to win. And that was the drive, right? We started on like the 10, our negative 10. Ooh, we. 
Damn, you couldn't hear shit. Like, <laughs> nothing. Nothing. And let's talk about the defense, man. Hainsworth, Stroud, Overstreet, right? They had Stallworth on offense. You know what I'm saying? Uh, who was the quarterback that um, – Oh, I don't know, but they were lo- they were so loaded they back were, then, they Tennessee, stacked, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They were stacked, right? Um, I want to say Al Wilson. I want was Al at, at middle linebacker. Oh, the linebacker. I think I think so. Al Wilson. Yeah, I think Al Wilson was yeah. middle linebacker. Like just stacked. Yeah. And again, we went in there, and again, like like hey, once once we get between the lines, you got to hold up. And at that point, you know what I'm saying? Like we, you know, our offensive line was beefy. You know what I'm saying? Tucker starting. I was starting. Uh, badass Billy Clay was the center. Um, my guard was kind of interchangeable. We was kind of going back and forth. My shoulder played guard a little bit. Uh, Keys played guard a little bit. Uh, and me and Tuck were bookings at the time, right? So Tuck was playing tackle. I was playing – he was playing strong. I was playing quick tackle. And, you know, we just – we were starting to develop that. That that That's, that's you know, again, like you said, that's when the, the offensive line that, 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 that we call the best offensive line in Southern's history started to form, right? And, you know, we wasn't finna be pushed around. We just wasn't. Like, with nobody going to intimidate us. And that's just, that's just from – from us, from y'all to us, like, that's just how we were. People didn't get it. Like, wasn't nobody finna fuck with us like that, right? And we, and we showed it. And then coming back to Alabama, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I know a lot of cats in Alabama, like, oh, that was in Mobile. Like, y'all have played in Tuscaloosa. Like, ah, whatever, right? A win's a win, right? <laughs> so to beat that ass 21 to nothing. Wait, no, that one was in Tuscaloosa. No, no, we, no, we, beat, we beat in Birmingham. Right. In yeah, Birmingham, we, forgive me, been Birmingham. Yeah, yeah we, 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 we Birmingham. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I said yep. Mobile. We beat him in Birmingham. You know what I'm saying? But hey, I don't give a damn where you at, right? It was still about seventy plus in stand, and they got that ass whooped. So, hey, on to the next. <laughs> right? Man, like that. That was, God, it was a fun night, man. I still remember that one. And then yes, uh, it was. go to Oklahoma State, beat Oklahoma State. But man, you know, a schedule like that, all these three road games, two and one, top twenty-five, because that's just what what we did back then. That's what you right. did. I mean, it was just expected. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was the standard, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, like I said, except from y'all, like, you know what I'm saying? And the guys before y'all, like, that that's just what it was, you know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't expect anything different. We felt slighted if we weren't, you know, we weren't like that. Yep, finishing the top 25. Man, one of the coolest games ever, the GMAC Bowl that year. It's number 13 TCU, you know, LT on the other side, the running backs at all height. Everybody I mean, is. half of Hattiesburg's in Mobile. Yes, How was that whole event and winning that game, man? It, it was dope, man. Like, so I – that game for me was, like, you know, that was a pretty big coming-of-age moment for me. Again, and it was just another chance to showcase who I was. I was going against Aaron Schobel, who Aaron played in the NFL for shit. I want to say – I want to say at least nine years. Went to Pro Bowl a couple times. He played Buffalo most of his career. Uh, and he was, you know, he was that guy. Again, I'm a young buck. You know what I'm saying? He's my old head. You know what I'm saying? Been tearing ass. And I literally shut Aaron Schobel down, right? Like, he didn't smell Jeff Kelly's jockstrap, right? Like, and, you know, it was just, again, that's a testament to Coach Sonakis. It was just talking about attacking him. And we mixed it up. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of like a like a boxing match. You know what I'm saying? We we attacked. You know what I'm saying? We played defense. You know what I'm saying? We did, we did everything, you know what I'm saying, metaphorically speaking, to keep him confused, right? But when it's all said and done, you already know the football. You got to whoop a man, right? So my mind was made up. I wasn't losing this clown. You know what I'm saying? It was a battle, right? We did it all game. And when it was all said and done, he might have got two pressures out of the whole ordeal. No sacks, right? So there's another instance where I'm like, damn, like I'm, 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 I'm up there. Like I'm not. I know this ain't no game. You know what I'm saying? Like all the work I'm putting in is showing. It's, 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 it's showing itself. So. Yeah, that, that was a good one. And then, of course, it was cold, you know what I'm saying? And then 
the catch at the end with Kenneth Johnson, like you know what I'm saying, like just that, just that play, you know what I'm saying, to win the game. Like nuts, pandemonium, crazy. It was the craziest thing ever. Like that might have been one of the greatest catches I've seen. And like I'll talk about one hand and yeah, you talk about focus, like the route he ran, like everything. And then for Jeff Kelly to lay it in there, just like he walked up to him and just did that, dropping his hands. It was beautiful, right? So GMA Sebo, man, that was another, just another one of them, one of them great moments. Yeah, man. And that, that's, you know, there weren't as many bowls back then, man. Winning a bowl game was a big, big deal. And that was a fun night. I mean, and uh, that, that's one they still talk about to this day. But, man, speaking of behind the scenes, we talked about it earlier. Van Hall, man. I mean, okay. just if I miss one thing about the playing days, the games are great and everything. But, man, living in Van Hall with the guys, I miss the guys. I, I just do. Yeah, that's it. So how was Van Hall for you personally, man? Because for me, it was – it was just, it was a special fraternity I can't explain. Oh, yeah. In one word, wild, right? Wild, too. Man, Van Hall. Damn wild. wild. Like, yeah, yeah, that's the real Van Wilder. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, listen, I, I remember one, like, one of the stories I'm going to tell you, like, and this was like, uh, TJ was still there. And so this was like my sophomore year. Whenever Hurricane George came through, right? Uh, they made everybody leave. It was the summer. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, in the summer, they got students, you know what I'm saying? They got the athletes. Because all the athletes got to stay for summer school. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was Hurricane George that came through. It had to be, right? So this was, I want to say, 01, right? Hurricane George that came through. He was like 99, like 01, like 01. And we literally had a four-day party in Van Hall. Right, you know, TJ had the big speakers, you know what I'm saying, and like the strobe lights and all this crap. Bro, it was bad, right? And I'm gonna leave it at that. Right? <laughs> Football guys, basketball guys, volleyball girls, track girls, <laughs> softball girls, like everybody was in that van hall while this storm was going on. We got music bumping, it's beer runs, liquor runs. It was horrible, Marcin. It was so bad. But it was I, great, I mean, it's it was just Van Hall, man. It was, it was there were no camera time. phones or anything. Right. Thank goodness. It, right. And then, oh, my God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, I tell you I kids mean, nowadays, I tell these kids all the time, said, like, some of the things we did, and I ain't talking about, like, no, you know, no, nothing supposed to get locked up. No, yeah, nothing like yeah, that. But, yeah, but just the yeah. wild shit that we would, it was like Freak Nick. I'm just being honest. <laughs> like, Van Hall was like, you walk in the doors, it was like Freak Nick, all three floors. <laughs> It was just bad. We were wild boys, young men, acting up, having success in school, handling our business nonetheless, you know what I'm saying? Because we all graduated. We all had good grades, you know what I'm saying, for the most part. But we enjoyed our college year. You know Man, some of my favorite times where everybody's getting ready to go out on a Saturday night, a Friday night. We didn't have football, something going on, and everybody's getting ready to go out, you oh, know, yeah. just going to different doors. What you doing oh, tonight? Yeah. What's going on? What y'all oh, doing? Yeah. Oh, it's that yeah. kind of stuff. I miss Oh, all. yeah. Going to get shots from guys, you know what I'm saying? You, hey, you know, you always knew who had the, the liquor, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you always knew who had the music bumping. Like, they'll rather have big ass speakers out in the hall because the second floor is where it was at. So, you know what I'm saying? The third, everybody on the first floor. Second floor, first floor, third floor, everybody came to the second floor because that's where it was going down there, right? So I stayed in the room. Me and Leroy Handy, God rest his soul, stayed right there by the second exit, right? Like the back door exit, right? So right when you came up, our room was right there. So our room was always jumping, right? Everybody came to me in law room. So we had the drink. We all we always had the beer pumping. We had the, the crown roll pumping, right? Once you pass the laundry room, Delroy's room was right there. So that's where the music was at. Everything pumping out of there. Right, 
it's you know it's arguments. You know what I'm saying? We everybody iron clothes. You know what I'm saying? We we out there. We we jigging it up, getting ready for the club. It was it was like that, man. So Van Hall, whoo, old Van Hall, man. I remember ironing clothes and looking good for the ladies, man. Yes, oh, sir. Yeah, got to. That was the shit, man. You had to look good. But hey, man, getting back on the football field, getting into your senior year, you wanted the top offensive lineman in America, man. You, you, you're taking people from point A to point B against their will, like nobody's business. And there's a game you senior year against Illinois. Mm. And, you know, one of the best running backs in the history of Southern Miss football is Derek Nix. And he right. had a monster game. Obviously, you guys creating holes for him, but, mm-hmm. you know, he has a monster game. Do you remember that game in particular, the Illinois game at the Rock? Oh yeah, it was nasty, muddy, raining. Yeah, it was raining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was disgusting, right? Uh, but you know, Derek uh, had came back from that that little kidney thing he had going on, right? So I think I want to say he missed half his junior year, and then you know, saying like the beginning of his senior year, our senior year. Uh, but I never forget that night. You know, what I'm saying like a couple nights we played, like we, I want I want to say our senior night, like coach, you know, what I'm saying uh, we had Coach Anakis and. Um, what is them damn crazy ass coach's name? Uh, the one guy, the one coach was the brother, brothers. So it's like Paul and the other one. Um, the one was a Louisville coach that got jammed up, you know what I'm saying, for the motorcycle accident. What was their last name? Uh, but we had the, the the younger brother, right? And they were just crazy, you know what I'm saying? He was fireball. But one night, I want to say, I want to say it was before that game, we were, you know what I'm saying, we watched some video or something, you know what I'm saying, like just uh, – of all of us that senior year, like they, they had like a stress and tribute to D Nixon, and we're all in tears, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. And we just came out and just exploded, right? Literally, you know what I'm saying, like we didn't give a damn who we were playing, like whoever we were playing that game was gonna get it, right? And uh, for him to run, I remember he threw up after his first touchdown, right? He was, you know, he literally ran for probably about 35 yards. You know, we trying to celebrate with him. He, yeah, early, you know what I'm saying, like he, he was he was going through it, he was on medication, like he was all jacked up. Uh, one of the hardest working men. Ever, you know what I'm saying? And when the testament to D Nix, D Nix didn't drink, didn't smoke, didn't do nothing, right? You know what I'm saying? And that so he was, you know, pure in that aspect. And you know, we just we 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 fall for each other. That that's just how we work, right? We we fall for each other. We got out for each other all day, every day, on and off the field, which got us in a lot of trouble sometimes. <laughs> but we uh we we just did, and that was one of those games that just that was a testament to to us, you know what I'm saying? And that uh that O three class and. You know, we like I said, we got out for each other, and in that game in particular, you know, that, that's when that, and like I said, if we we continue to call ourselves the best online in Southern history. When Jerry Parquet was a young buck, him and as the tackle, Chuck was that guard, I was the other tackle, and then Jim Hicks was with the baby was you know the, the runt in the middle, right? Because <laughs> we were all gigantic. Uh, but I mean, it's like we 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 just went out and, and did what we did. We mauled people when we were allowed to, right? And you know they 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 did a great job of calling the players for us. And we just went out and, and, and just bulldozed those people. Yeah, absolutely, man. And you know, great great story with with Derek Nix right there, baby bull, man. I mean, there's a reason why his name is up at the Rock, man. I mean, that guy put his heart and soul and his body Without on doubt. the line for Southern Miss football, yeah. and I'm sure that inspired you guys to block a little bit harder. Yes, sir. You know, it's us. So, but man, you give you need to see your year wrap it up with a bowl game, maybe it's Houston, Oklahoma State, because that's just what we did. We went to bowls every year, just about. And yeah. uh, how was that though, man? I mean, you Southern Miss, you know, it's in your soul the way you talk about it, man, still to this day. But that's your last game in Houston playing Oklahoma State in the bowl game. Was it bittersweet? What was it like, man? Just just talk walk me through that last game. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it was, man. You know what I'm saying? We knew that it was the end of an era. You know what I'm saying? It was all coming to an end. And- 
But we kind of felt good, though, you know what I'm saying, knowing that we raised the younger generation in the ways that we were supposed to. Uh, so uh, I don't, we didn't. We ended up not winning the game, but, you know, we played well. And uh, we all knew, you know what I'm saying, like as far as the guys, you know what I'm saying, that were getting ready to have an opportunity to do the next level thing. And uh, it, it was good, you know. So we had a lot of fun using that week. <laughs> we had a lot of fun using it. And in typical D5 form, we saw some real wild shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you can find some real wild shit in Houston. I know that. Oh my god, from our very own though. You know what I'm saying? Like guys, when I was, we saw some wild shit, we was like, man, this 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 is not, this is OC. It's out of control out here. But uh, no, nah, it was dope, man. You know what I'm saying? It was it was a it was it was cool playing at Reliance Stadium. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But it was for us. It was like a that's kind of how we saw. Like I said, the guys that were that had a chance to play at the next level, that knew we had a chance to play at the next level. It was like, man, like next year. This is what it's going to be about right here. You know what I'm saying? Playing in stadiums like this. And you know you, you're about to play on the next level, man. And, uh, and, and real quick, man, you were so good. You got to go to the Senior Bowl. And what's it like going to the Senior Bowl and just all this talent you see around college football, the biggest names, biggest stars, come converging on Mobile, Alabama, man, you being a part of that. How, how was that Senior Bowl week? And senior Bowl week was, was – it was cool. Uh, I, I – I was always I, I got disrespected so much, you know what I'm saying, as a player like Bus Cook, you know what I'm saying, my agent in time. He had to basically get me into the senior bowl. Right. I got I got accepted to the East West. But me being one of the top offensive linemen in the nation, there was no reason why I should have been in the senior bowl. But for whatever reason, you know what I'm saying? I think it had a lot to do with, you know what I'm saying, what happened my senior year. They didn't want to let me in the senior bowl. So of course I went out there with a chip on my shoulder. And Mel Kuiper Jr., you know what I'm saying? You leather wig and suede sideburn, having ass pump. I talk shit about Mel Kiper Jr. better than anybody. I can't stand him, and I'm glad I made you eat your goddamn words. Mel Kiper Jr. said I had no business being at the Senior Bowl. That first, when, when yes, when the week first started, his exact words, <laughs> he has no business being down here. He's going to struggle. He's going to suffer. A 10-year NFL career. NFL All right. career. All right, no, man. no business being there. <laughs> when it's all said and done, Sam. When it was all said and done, he had to turn the thing around and say, Jeremy Bridges is one of the best offensive linemen there. He sustained his blocks. He showed a mean streak. He played with technique. He played with poise. He had a great game in the senior bowl, actual game, and had a great week of practice. He had to eat his word, right? I might, I might see why you don't mention words with Mel Kuyper, man, because, I mean, everybody knows how damn good you are. <laughs> right, so, true, Mel Kuyper, you know what I'm saying? But it's funny to me. It made me laugh. But, uh, just again, being out there with all that talent, you know, you see – what the next level is going to be like. But also, again, it's another one of those moments where it's like, okay, I know at this point after dealing with these cats, because this is quote unquote the best, what I'm capable of on the next level. So it was good to be there. Uh, I was blessed to be there. And I showed and proved that, that that was the thing. Like I said, I felt disrespected. So everybody had to feel me. And they did. I believe that, man. You got to sell me on it. You got to sell Southern Miss people. I believe that. Man, and you know, NFL comes around. I mean, you go to the sixth round of Philadelphia, you know, a steal in the sixth round, but you go to the sixth round of Philly, and your career really kickstarts the next year in Arizona. Right. But, man, how'd that make you feel, man, landing in the NFL? It was a I, – I, again, I, I won't say it's a dream come true. I worked my way to the point where I knew I was going to be there. And once I got there, you know what I'm saying, like work-wise, I was, I was doing my thing unmatched, you know what I'm saying. I wasn't a professional yet, though. Right, I wasn't a professor. I was still a wild boy, uh, doing wild shit. You know, what I'm saying, uh, as everybody knows the story. I got released my second year from Philly because I was wild and I was I was just wild. Like Andy Reid told me to my face. You know, what I'm saying once they cut me that day, he said you're gonna be a great player in the NFL. He said just not in Philadelphia, right? Uh, but I mean, before that, like I got clippings and stuff like that of 
you know, they talking about, you know, saying like me being, you know, one of the next great Philly offensive linemen and yada, yada, yada. And of course, like I drafted with Jerome Dougal and, you know, saying like, you know, what I'm whooping his ass all, you know, I, I whooped his ass the whole senior bowl, you know what I'm saying? And then of course we get drafted and I whoop his ass some more. So, but it was just, again, I had a tip on my shoulder. Like I was a high, I was, I was a predicted high draft pick. Like, you know what I'm saying? As far as tackles go, right? I was a hybrid. And, you know, and a lot of people were, you know what I'm saying? Kind of skeptical about my size, strength and all this other stuff. But, like, we had teams that were super interested, you know what I'm saying, like, taking me because of that aspect. They had the vision. They saw what the NFL was turning to, right, with the smaller 3-4, with the hybrid defensive end outside linebacker types. And as I played and continued to play, like, bigger tackles started to fade away because they couldn't handle those guys, and it was tailor-made for me to do it. So, and then we, we think about Coach Lanakis again, right? Um, shout out to him because he was one of the guys that made sure I was prepared for the NFL, because I could play anything. I played guard uh, most, uh, most of my Arizona career, first time around, in 04 and 05. Um, went to Carolina, played guard, uh, played right tackle my first year, played guard most of my second and third year there. Uh, came back to uh, Arizona, predominantly played tackle. Matter of fact, I played tackle for the rest of my career. But and it was like I went back to left tackle, which I hadn't played until I got back to Arizona, right, my second term around. So um, it, it was – like I said, testament to preparation, right? We all know um, Coach Underwood just said all the time, proper preparation for performance. He said <laughs> stuff like that, right? <laughs> B.W. Underwood, oh, yeah. Say like that, right? <laughs> so uh, say that, say this. But he, you know, we, and that that always stuck in my head, you know what I'm saying? So getting there wasn't enough. Uh, I always joke with people about the NFL. They're always looking for younger, cheaper talent. They have a draft every year for a reason, right? So getting there is one thing, staying there is another. So I was blessed to stay there. Uh, I can chalk that up to my upbringing, if you will, in football, all the way, all the way from South Pike High School, right? Uh, because all I knew was work. That's it. All I knew was work. Never never had a silver spoon in my mouth at any point in my football career. And all I knew was work. So all those things kept me, kept me alive and kept me rolling. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, it didn't work out in Philly, but, man, you're so talented. Teams want you. So the next year – Arizona Cardinals come calling pretty fast, man. You wind up going to Phoenix, Arizona. And one thing that I read about you and hit on you on uh, search, searching things about these stories is that the head coach there, Dennis Green, man, he really made an impact on you in your football career and kind of your next steps on becoming the football player you are, man. What kind of impact did Coach Green make on you? It was just, he was just a man's man. You know what I'm saying? Coach Green was that type of guy, you know what I'm saying? He'll, he'll put you to the side and shoot the shit with you. And he took me, took me fishing a couple times, bro. I, I was so not, so green in Arizona, I didn't even know Arizona had water. I was like, it's a desert. Ain't no water out here. But, you know, he took me fishing a couple of times. Uh, but he was just a man's man. And, um, you know, he was one of the guys that, that made me again. He gave me the opportunity to play, right? You know what I'm saying? So I started San Francisco in 04, my first start ever. Um, and had a great game. And I played against uh, Bryant Young, which is, had me kind of shook. I ain't going to lie. I'm like, playing against B.Y. It was my first start game. But – Brian Young, and I was joking with him on Twitter about this the other day. I was like, you know, once the game was over, you know, he pulled, he found me. This is Brian Young, Hall of Famer. He found me. He was like, you know, pulled me to the side and was like, you know, he was like, man, you're going to be a good one. He was like, you, he said, I ain't never played against a young cat that was as tough as you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, his balance is your, you know, his strength is you had. Like, he was like, man, you're going to be a good one. Right. So to hear that man tell you that, and then of course I had to play against the great Leroy Glover, you know what I'm saying? You know, the dress belt himself. Uh, and then the same thing, you know what I'm saying? For him to, you know, just be like, commend you after the game. Be like, man, I had my had my plate full the whole game. 
hey, you know, and again, that's just another one of those, you know, one of those things that just made you understand it and it made me know that I was meant to be in the NFL. Thank you. I mean, what are some of the biggest difference from a lineman's perspective from college to the NFL, the players that you go against? Huh. Everybody good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess it's that simple. <laughs> you know how it is in college. You know, so you, you just going to go against the limit sometimes. Like, you know, some days you ain't got to work hard on the football field in college. You know what I'm saying? But in the NFL, anybody can get you, right? Because they all there for a reason, right? They've all earned the right to be there. And nobody, very few people, it's a very small percentage of guys in the NFL that are there because of somebody they know, right? There's talent there. There's, there's want to there. You know, I always joke about these are grown men that feed their families, you know, by playing a little boy's game. So everybody good. And at any given time, you can get got. Yeah. yeah. And, and Arizona Cardinals really where it kickstarted your career. You're there for three years and then wound up going to the Carolina Panthers, man. And one cool thing, looking at your career, when you're with Carolina, you had your first playoff start. And I saw some quotes on you, man. That's a that's a different cat. When you yeah. start in an NFL playoff game, man, what, what was that vibe like hey. playing in a playoff game with we, Carolina? Like, just, I mean, we, we, first of all, we were a good ass team that year. And that same year, the Arizona went to the Super Bowl because they beat us. Uh, but we were just a good ball club. We were brutal. Like, just Coach Fox was one of those guys. You know what I'm saying? Run first. He was a run, Fox, run first coach. We used to do run drills. We had three run periods in practice, three. Right, inside run, first and second down, and then we had crosswork. We used to do crosswork, Shan. We grown ass men. We used to do crosswork, bro. Like, and again, I was at guard at the time, so I'm going against Chris Jenkins, 400 pounds, Maki Kimoyotu, 400 pounds, and I'm the starter, and they the starter. Like, I'm only about 325 at the most. Headache every time, right? But Again, it made us who we were. We were just a brutal-ass football team. Um, we should have beat the shit out of Arizona, to be honest. They just really we got our coach. But brutal. That that was our MO. You know what I'm saying? Like, you was going to get your ass with playing us. And we had two little bruising running backs, and Jonathan and, and, and D'Angelo, these two little short, squatty bastards, you know what I'm saying? Both of them squat 10,000 pounds. And, you know, it, it was just nuts, right? But that atmosphere, you know, Carolina – has a has a, a notion prior wise of not being very wild, right? They're very mild, you know, they don't get very loud. That night was the first part of that game was nuts, right? Uh, we drove down that first drive like they weren't even on the field. It was like literally like like shit, like like pat and go, right? <laughs> Five yard run, eight yard run, thirteen yard run, ten yard run, six yard pass, fourteen yard run, touchdown. Six yard run, like, and the next thing you know, we were down thirteen to ten. Like, what happened? <laughs> like, so, but great times. It was, it was. The atmosphere was nuts. Playoff football is a different type of football, and that's that. So, and then of course coming back to uh, when I left there, come to Arizona, and I know you about to get to it, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And, and ask you real quick, can I cut in on something right yeah. here, man? Just some kind of fun talk. So, uh, man, we all got our pregame hype songs that we listen to with our headphones on and things like that. And, and man, I love this song, JB. I, I saw an interview with you where a song that would get you most hype was My Boo by Quad City DJs. Man, what, what, why that song just That's, get it out it, of you, it, man? It just, it just makes me groove, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just, it just makes you groove. It, it gets you grooving. And I ain't never been one to say that after get mad to play football, right? 
I much rather be in a loose mood. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you know, like and I, and I go out and play good. Like now, if I, there were games where I was pissed off, right? Uh, but for the most part, man, I'm I'm dipping and bopping. I listen to R and B before the games. I'm out there warming up. I'm listening to R and B. Like I'm just I want to feel good. Right? I want to be in a a relaxed, calm state of mind. Like I don't want to play the game and get so riled up that I'm exhausted when the game starts. Like cause that happens, right? People mentally play the game before the game even gets going. So yeah, my boo kept me loose. Right, I'm on the field dancing. Right, you know what I'm saying, doing my thing. So yeah, that was my jam, man. Yeah, man. Still still is to this day. My... Wait, what's that? Still is to this day. Oh yeah, man. Let it come on right now. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a oh, we, pause. Yeah, we... hit pause on this interview stuff. <laughs> let it come on right now. We grooving, that was, baby. That was my, I love that jam. That's why I had to ask you that, man. I love that jam. But uh, hey, man. But speaking of which, you're in the mood and things like that on the field. But one thing you were good at is talking smack. <laughs> man, JB, you talk, you talk the best smack I've ever seen. Do you have any kind of stories about smack talk or maybe one or two where you got somebody's head and you know you did? Yeah. Uh, the, the Give great, me one. Give me one. <laughs> the, the, great, the great Jared Allen. <laughs> nope. so mean ass Jared Allen? Yeah, wow. so, I played, so I played against Jared uh, when I first got back to Arizona. From Carolina, uh, I got picked up on waivers. Carolina, Carolina, Carolina released me, and I got picked up on waivers by Arizona uh, right after camp. So I was uh, the, 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 the third tackle. So of course, you know, what I'm saying somebody went down right or left. If Levi or um, Gandy went down, either way, I was gonna fill in. Gandy had this sports hernia thing going on. Uh, he played with us for about five games, and now all of a sudden, Minnesota's on the way. Well, that year, Jared Allen was tearing ass. Uh, I'm talking about killing people, right? Literally, this cat had, I want to say he finished the year with like 18 and a half sacks. So I'm like, damn, they broke the record. But so I'm, I'm going to give you the whole lead up because the story is hilarious, right? Uh, they come to me. Gandy goes down. Uh, I forget the GM's name at the time. But Wiz comes to me. You know, they talk, ah, Russ, you got you up this week. Left tackle. Um you know, Gandy's going down with the sports hernia. Uh, so Wiz is like, you know, we're going to make sure you're cool, you're covered. You know what I'm saying? We got a little tight end help. You know what I'm saying? Yada, yada, yada. So I ain't saying that. I'm like, all right, cool. I got this. You know what I'm saying? Um, Tuesday, it's off day. I'm in the, you know, I'm in the weight room, like always. You know what I'm saying? Uh, get a little treatment done, some stress and so on and so forth. But this is one of my older players. You know what I'm saying? So I guess a lot of maintenance being done. Uh, so Wednesday comes. Stress line. So we already had the meeting. Of course, we got offensive install, we got all this stuff going on, and they, you know, they're talking, the, the, the office coordinator is talking about, oh, we got this and this, that, and, and then, you know, of course, Bridges, you know, but maybe we got you covered on this play, we got you covered on that play. Uh, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, now tackles get body help. That just happens, right? Especially on the left side. Um, <laughs> so, eventually, I got tired of it in my mind. I'm like, hey, man, like, yeah, I don't know who the fuck y'all think I am, but you know, we're going to be all right. So, stress now. Wiz comes up to me, you know, he's talking to me, you know, saying, hey, you know, we got faith in you, you know, saying, yada, yada, yada. I said, Wiz, come on, man. I said, I'm about to whoop this white boy ass. Wiz, he looked at me like, <laughs> and we, you know, we all had this, you know, we were a very loose team. Now, that's one thing about, that's one thing I loved about that team the whole duration of the time I played at, at Arizona my last few years. We were a very loose team. The coaching staff was cool and shit. Like, so we kind of, we, we joked around about a lot of things. So I knew I could say this to Wiz, you know what I'm saying? When he said, I said it to him, he was going to like, okay. Well, okay, so had a great great day of practice. One-on-ones went well. You know, Joey Porter's there again, Clark Hagan, you know what I'm saying? They, they throwing everybody at me, trying to, you know what I'm saying, get me right. All right, I appreciate it. 
Thursday comes, same thing, stress night, right? Thursday's a big time third down day, right? All right, JP, we got this. He comes over with the little playbook. Guys, where's about to whoop this white boy ass, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just I'm like, about to whoop this white boy ass, man. Calm down, I got this, right? Had a great day, another great day of practice. You know what I'm saying? Again, one on one, kicking ass. You know what I'm saying? Getting my technique right. I'm getting my foot right. I'm not. I haven't played left tackle to date at this point. I've only played right, played left guard. But again, like we said earlier, guard tackle is different. Friday, stress line again. All right, weird shakes everybody hand on Friday. You know what I'm saying? Shoot the shit with everybody. It's a very loose day. Uh, he comes over to me, shakes my hand. He looks at me. He's like, I know you about to whoop this white boy ass. I said, I'm glad you oh, know that. You right? finally got it in this day. <laughs> right. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you, you know that. <laughs> right? So come Sunday, I was nervous, right? And I haven't been nervous for a football game in a long time because I knew it was a Sunday night game, and all eyes on me, right? So it wasn't pretty. Because I hadn't had my, I hadn't got my technique back down yet. My sets weren't all beautiful and pretty like they were, you know. What I'm saying when I was a young buck and seven years, you know, what I'm saying just dancing out there, it was ugly, right? So of course Jared, he runs his mouth like no other. Like he's, hey, who is this guy? Actually, so talking to Reggie Wells, who's my left guard. Hey Wells, who is this guy right here? You just got anybody off the street to play against me? I'm about to have a great game. All right, cool. I ain't saying shit. I'm not talking. So okay, couple plays going. On. What's wrong? You can't talk. You scared to talk to me? I ain't saying shit to him. So he said something to me that was basically disrespecting my, my last name. And you don't do that, right? So that kind of woke me up at that point. And like I ran up on him, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I just so after the play was over, he turned around and I was right there in his face. And I said, dog, before you before this game over, you're gonna know my fucking last name. Know that, right? He woke he woke up a sleeping giant. I was more focused on just trying to stay right and make sure that you know what I'm saying my technique was right. And I was, I was, I was honed in. On everything at this point, fuck it, all bets are off, right? So we finna fight. We we finna take we finna take it to where I where I know how to take it, right? So it turned into a street fight at that point, right? After every play, I'm I'm roughing him up, I'm pushing him in the back, like you know what I'm saying. So he said something at one point, and I, I have a picture, I have to find it, of me pointing, like I'm like we're talking and I'm pointing to the red zone, which is where we all load up and we leave. I told him, I said, we could take this shit off, bitch. I'll whoop your ass in the parking lot, right? And at that point, he knew shit wasn't, it wasn't sweet at all, right? So I whooped his ass the whole fucking game to the point where the fourth quarter came around and I was playing against Greenway. I wasn't playing against Jerry no more. Jerry was on the, on the, on the left side against going against Levi trying to get some action. Got him out of there, right? So at the end of the game, again, I'm, you know, it's, it's Sunday night football. So I'm getting interviewed, yada, yada, yada. And i never forget uh, Lonnie Shelton was doing, um, Media at the time, and I remember, I hear somebody, friends, friends. He threw his hands up. He way up in the booth, you know. How he, I'm like, man, that's crazy. So get in the locker room, and I get a game ball, of course. And of course, Weir's there. He go, he's like, and of course, the game ball goes to <laughs> JV for whooping that white boy's ass. Like, so, <laughs> oh, yeah. it was all yeah. the build up of the week. Oh, yeah. Ass. Oh yeah, so yeah, I got the game ball for that uh, for that game. But it's the way they said it. Whooping his ass. Yeah, for whooping that white boy's ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, but it was, you know, that he he like because I, I I don't I don't play the game mad. I don't play the game upset, right? I just you know I play the game having fun and then shit talking just part of it. But like he pissed me off. Like you don't disrespect my last name. So at that point, I was ready to fight. I you know like I told him we can go in the parking lot. I whoop your ass out there, no problem. But yes, you will. Anybody that knows you, yes, you will. But yeah, man, what an NFL story right there! You and Jared Allen going toe to toe, man. That's testosterone. That's my guy, right I love there, him. Baby. I love him to death. That's man, my guy. 
Well, at Arizona, too, man, y'all had a good run in the playoffs. Y'all, y'all had a win against Green Bay, man, 51-45 in overtime. I mean, what a wild game. We'd set up this game against New Orleans Saints in 09. That year, the Saints were having a magical season. Man, that's a game still a lot of people talk about because, you know, the Saints were kind of dealing with that, you know, got yeah, that yeah, Watergate yeah. defense gate, yeah, whatever yeah, they call right, it, right. bounty hunters and stuff bounty, like bounty that, Bounty gate, right? Yeah, yeah. Bounty gate. You yeah. were in that game. You know, a playoff game with the Saints. Man, how how was that game, man? Kurt Warner got knocked out in the yeah, game. How was that game just playing that game? Chaotic, just to say the least. Chaotic. It was, it was, it was the dome, first and foremost, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you know how that go, right? You're a season ticket, it's the dome, right? It's crazy, right? Playoff football, crazy, right? Second round, crazier, right? So all this stuff is adding up to what we're going, what what what, what is about to happen. Um I don't know, Kurt threw a pick and all hell broke loose, right? Because we was already getting into it, you know what I'm saying? Because it was already chippy. Uh, McCray was defensive end, uh, Will Smith, rest his soul. Like all the guys they had going on in there. It was already, you know, chippy from jump. Like we we went out and scored on their ass, you know, a long run from uh, Tim Hightower right behind me, you know what I'm saying? I blasted McCray's ass, get the fuck out the way. Tim had a seven, eight-yard hole to run through, right? Gone. Took off. Probably about 35, 40 yards. He didn't score. I still fuck him to this day about that. Should have scored. <laughs> Bam. We're doing great things. All of a sudden, mistake here, mistake there, mistake. Next thing you know, the dome is alive. Holy shit. All right? Uh, that play alone, though. Kurt threw that pick. McCray peeled back and damn near killed Kurt on the football field. No, it, it was a shot, man. I mean, damn near killed Kurt on the football field, right? Cool. So, like, I didn't see it. Again, like the guy caught the interception, right? He's running. We're trying to get him on the ground. Like, plays damn near over. I get pushed in the back. Will Smith's laughing when he turns around. I blah, 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 rocked his ass three times. Tim Hightower was on the side. I didn't notice he's on the sideline getting his ass whooped. They beating his ass all on the sideline. Referee grabs me, throws me, pushes me back toward the sideline. Get your, seven, three, get your ass on the sideline. I'm on the sideline, standing on the side with Again. Kurt getting up off the ground, like I'm just taking all this shit in. And I told Weirs, I said, "You put me back in the game, I'm fighting 93." I said, "I, I, I, I just, he, he needs his ass one, right?" So he didn't know at the time. He wondered why I was standing beside him. So he walked away. <laughs> He's talking to the ref. He comes back. He's like, "Hey, the baby mother gonna throw you out of the game or not?" So he walks away again. He comes back. He's like, "JB, did you hit him?" I did this. He said three times. So yeah, he said, you can't hit him, JB. He walks away again, comes back. He's like, they're going to let you back in the game. And I walk back. He grabbed me. He's like, JB, don't fight 93. All right, cool. I got you. But from there, we just got our ass destroyed. And I just remember Kurt after the game, you know what I'm saying? Like, we were talking on the plane, and he was just like, he was like, I ain't never got hit like that. And he was like, right at that point, I knew that I was done with football. <laughs> so I was like, I don't blame you. What do you mean? Ooh. You know, I, I was at that game, and obviously a lot of controversy came out of New Orleans Saints camp after that season with so-called bounty gate and stuff. But you, you know, you witnessed that whole scene in person, man. It, but it, it, it was like it was like a it was so surreal. Like the whole that whole little seven, six or seven minutes that was going on with all that Kurt trying to be right, and they trying to decide who's gonna get kicked off the field. And yeah, it was just like a, a a storm. Like it was literally a storm. I didn't know what what I was coming to going right. So. 
And then the rest of the game was like a blur. We just, you know, played, got our ass whooped, and that was that. Yeah, but, man, what what an NFL career you had. It wound up wrapping up uh, next year with, with Carolina in 2013. You got that number right, I think, last year was 13. But, uh, man, what an NFL career. But looking back on having that longevity in the NFL, man, just not many people get to do that on earth. I mean, what a, how does that make you feel, having that kind of run in the NFL? Listen, man. God in the weight room. God in the weight room, man. Uh, I wasn't nobody going to outwork me. I was always in the weight room. I was always in, uh, working out in the morning. And I just, you know, kept my faith in God and continued to just, you know, I always showed the sport love. I, I always showed the sport respect. And, you know, I told my ex-wife uh, years, like probably a couple of years after we got married, like, you know, said about, you know, retire. we just talking about retirement one day. And I was like, man, I retire from this game. When I stop loving it like a kid, when that boy's love for the game goes away and it becomes a job to me, I let it go. Right. So that's that's basically what happened the year I retired. Like I could have, you know, stole, we call it stealing. I could have stole for about two or three more years. Right. But I just didn't want to. My son was a senior in high school at the time. Uh, family just, it mattered a little bit more at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like it mattered more. And hell, I did it 10 years. Like shit, what else you want from, what else you want from me? <laughs> right. Yeah, what a, what a run, man. What a run in Southern Miss and all that stuff, man. And in life after football, man, one thing, you're big in the fitness world. Man, you got videos online, man. It makes me kind of want to start working out doing my push-ups, man. But but you're big in the fitness world right now. Yeah. Tell me some stuff after football that you're up to with fitness. I uh, From the moment I retired, man, I, I moved out to California, and I just kind of chilled for a little bit and um, – Really found my love for fitness out there. I started training a little bit. Uh, my LinkedIn, I had certification and started training a little bit out there. And then, of course, the business side found me at LA Fitness. And um, it was cool to just to be in the fitness industry. And I always joke with people, like, once you have success in the fitness industry, you know, you don't want to leave the industry because it's such a, you know, it's just fun. Like, it's just a fun atmosphere all day. You're in the gym all day. You know what I'm saying? So uh, stay with it. Um, you know, I kind of went back and forth away from it, in and out. You know what I'm saying? Uh I came back over here in 2018, didn't do anything for a couple of years. Uh, Mason, my son, was on point, just kind of chilled. Uh, found EOS Fitness, which I work for now, and I've been working for since June of 2020. And uh, just recently started back coaching again or training, as most people know it. And I've been a manager up until that point and started, started just wanted to have a little more fun in the business. Just got to get away from those numbers. And as I call it, the fog, you know what I'm saying, of having to, you know, micromanage and dealing with the upper up higher ups and so on and so forth. Now saying I go and pay my clients and shit money through Friday and get the hell out of there. You know what I'm saying? And see what I'm doing on Friday because I ain't got to go to work tomorrow, right? I feel like I'm disrespecting you without a beer. I should have told you, you know what I'm saying? But you know we do, you know what I'm saying? But outside of that, man, that's just that's my love. My second love is football and fitness always has right. So I've trained offensive linemen, um coach kids, mentor kids, and, of course, did the fitness thing. And, I, and I'll do it for the rest of my life, you know what I'm saying, uh, some kind of facet, right? So that's, 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 that's it for me. I, I don't – I don't, I got other things I'm going to do, you know what I'm saying, and um, things that I know that I'll be doing for the rest of my life, you know what I'm saying, that are outside of my wheelhouse, if you will, as far as, like, fitness and football, right, or sports and athletics or whatever. But my dad was a financial consultant for years, so that shit kind of burns inside of me, uh, just uh, that, that side and then – Real estate has always been a thing that I was interested in, but I ain't never liked the current work of real estate. So I kind of found a avenue that I can go down in real estate that I'm working at right now to, to to be in the real estate game, but not do the real estate thing. So uh, we're doing that right now. And then eventually, 
I'll be a master trainer. People are watching this. This is the the 12th of 14th of July. As of the 16th, 17th, as of the 17th of July, I'll be a master trainer again. So um, from there, I'll start back doing my online training uh, probably in the next couple of months and getting that back going. And just, just again, it's all about doing things you love to do, right? Doing things you want to do, doing things you love to do. Uh, my life is good right now. My kids are healthy. Uh, got two daughters in college. Uh, one son about to go to college. Let's take that back. I got one. My, my middle boy just went back to school. Made me happy uh, after high, this if you will. And uh, my baby boy is going to be a senior in high school this year. So I got one about to go into college after this year. So I got two girls going to their sophomore year. And old head is about to be 27 and the baby's 11. All right. So we, uh, everything's beautiful, man. Oh, that, that's awesome. Thanks for the family update, too, right there, man, too. And how's your golf game? Because anybody that knows you, golf golf is your hobby, man. Hey, I, 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 hate, I, I hate I missed the tournament this year down in Southern I will be there next year. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Saying, anybody that doesn't know, JB was supposed to be the honorary I, captain yeah, of the was, big right? tournament down yeah. there. So, but and, you, I, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I will be this year coming up. Right. Year. So this April coming up. I'm I'll hold here. you to that because I'm gonna I will play. be. Hey, right, right here. And I, look, look, things pop up. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, again, I was still in that management role. And I actually was transitioning at that point, you know what I'm saying? So I was kind of all over the place, you know, oh, with, yeah. with HR and so on and so forth. So I couldn't make it down there. But, yeah, we'll be there this year for sure. But golf is good, man. I, I try to play every Sunday. Uh, I won't get to play this Sunday coming up, you know what I'm saying, because we're pre-recording this again on the 14th. So I got to go do a certification course out in Glendale, Arizona this weekend. So I won't get to play this Sunday. But for the most part, I'm out there every Sunday getting it done. Uh, we handicapping eh, anywhere from – about 12 to 16 at 18 on bad days. So we play some good golf, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to get better off the tee with, with the big stick. That, that's the one thing that hinders me at this point right now. You know what I'm saying? Instead of me hitting them nice 290, 300-yard drives like I know I'm capable of, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm losing distance because I got a nice little slice going. You know what I'm saying? Not a crazy one, just a nice little, a little like less than a, a, little, a little crescent moon, if you will. Uh, which is knocking about 30, 40 yards off my drive. You know what I'm saying? But outside of that, you know, we're doing all the little things right, chipping when I'm around the green. I'm dangerous. Uh, <laughs> and then my putting, I got a nice, nice soft touch for a big man. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, for a big man, man, you got a nice swing, too. I've seen your videos, man. It's Thank nice. you, man. Thank and you. hey, real quick, man, you got a big entertainment side to you, too. Let's talk about this show you've been doing for seven years, the JB and Benny Blue Review. That's right. I mean, high entertainment for, for sports fans. <laughs> and with the NFL season coming up, a lot of entertainment coming up. Yeah. Man, talk about that show and what that's meant to you. So JB and Benny Blue Review, man, is uh, it, it's, it's great. Uh, I, I met Benny when I was out in North Hollywood, California. I did his podcast. Um, from that moment on, I asked him, hey, can we do this all right, like together? And he, he loved the idea, and we just took off from there. So um, I think we've done over 250-plus episodes. Uh, like I said, seven years. I think we just celebrated seven years. Um, if, if not, we're celebrating it or just celebrating in April. But this is football season coming up. This is what we do, right? So uh, we kind of took a break. Uh, Benny's a comedian. So he's been over in Europe, uh, you know what I'm saying, doing his little tour thing, you know what I'm saying, and putting together his uh, – his, his, his little video is his, uh, his oh, they call concert, if you will, you know what I'm saying, concert that he's doing. So he's over there doing his thing in Europe right now, him and his old lady. And so when he comes back in town, and we're about to get down. So between me, Benny, and our guy, Mitch, who's our stat guy, you know what I'm saying, our resident stat guy, JB and Benny Review will be back in full swing. You can catch us on all major platforms, the podcast, we got YouTube. Uh, we also have our Instagram, JB and Benny Review. Check us out. And of course, like I said, we're about to get active. Football season right around the corner. 
Yeah, y'all want some entertainment? Watch out at JB and Benny Blue go after. But we're talking sports, we're talking football, man. Lots of entertainment. But that, that's awesome, man. Try to get you all the updates right there going on. And man, like I said, O line does not get enough love, people. Man, these right. running backs get all these yards, but they got the holes got to be created somewhere. So I had to get one of the best to ever do it, Jeremy Bridges. So with that said, man, real quick, what's a message you might have for the Southern Miss Nation from the great Jeremy Bridges? Pack the rock, man. Every Saturday, pack the rock. Uh, I'm I'm a Will Hall fan. I had a chance to meet him. Uh, my daughter graduated high school down at Oak Grove. I had a chance to meet him. I went over there. He met me on a Sunday, man. Like, nobody was at the school. He kind of showed me around the locker room, all this stuff, man. Class act. Uh, and, of course, we got to get down there for uh, you guys. Not you guys, but AD and them championship celebration. And then we were all hanging out, you know what I'm saying? But, of course, Hall, you know what I'm saying, uh, he, they're, they're building something special down there, and uh, and, and, it, and it won't be very long before we're back to the Southern Miss of old. So uh, keep packing the rock, man. Give those kids a reason to be proud. Um, send the youngest down there, man. You know, so you guys got a, a hell of a history, you know what I'm saying, and a bunch of guys that are rooting for you. And another thing I like, you know what I'm saying, that Coach Hall, is he's about bringing the old heads back. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to get our guys back in there, you know what I'm saying, to show love and, and again, you know what I'm saying, to show face so these young kids can see that that this is a big family, you know what I'm saying? But it's been so much you know, disarray going on down there for years. So we just want to make sure that, that we get a guy that wants to be a Southern Miss coach. We want guys that want to be honorary V5, if you will. All right. Yeah, there you go, an honorary V5. And it, it just feels like we're building the culture there with, with yep. Coach yep. Holland. Coming back. See, it just feels like it's, it's coming back. It really does. So great words right there, man. So, but JB, man, it, it's been an honor to have you on. These stories, you, man. I mean, I could talk to you all day. You know, you're my guy. Yes, so, but uh, I think one thing the Southern Miss fans might enjoy is me and you giving them all a big Southern, Southern Miss. Miss to the top, baby. Yes, sir. All right, day, JB. Day. Much love, baby. Thank you, Sam. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with my great friend, Jeremy Bridges. Well, that's it for another edition of Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime. And all I ask of you is to do something that's absolutely free to do, and that's help spread the word of the show to get this Southern Miss word out there even more. Retweet tweets that you might like. Share the show with friends and uh, just try and help get the word of this show out there if you're really enjoying it. Until next time, as always, it's Southern Miss to the top.